We started something Sunday and we're going to, I don't know if we're going to, I think we're going to get it tied off tonight. Now, you're going to have to be full grown to get this tonight. You can do it. You can do it. Ephesians 1 verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be his name. Who hath blessed us, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Do you mind if we don't park there for an hour and a half? That's just wonderful. According, so to the level and degree of, as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. So now we get real special. You know, if you order a car or if you have a custom home made, they don't just ship it out and say, we know how this is going to go. It's all new stuff. I mean, it's like, what about this radio and what about this braking system and whatever? Well, that's how we are. Remember Sunday we talked about how we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, my. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Why? Why has he chosen us that we should be holy and without blame before him in love? I'm holy and without blame. Can I have a witness this this evening? We are holy and without blame. We're not sinners trying to get forgiven. We got born again and we're holy and without blame. Having predestined us unto the adoption of children... By Jesus Christ, so he's our adopter, to himself. He adopted us to his family according to the good pleasure of his will. And it goes on and on there. And we, 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 so I looked up some of these words and I, I, I'm going somewhere else with them, of course. I want to talk about what we talked about Sunday, about only doing all of your assignment. Like I said, you got you to gotta, you gotta pull up here. Because the Lord has an assignment for all of us. And even though there is no pressure from him whatsoever to do any of it, we're, by grace are we saved through faith. You can be a son and sit on the proverbial living room couch and watch Hee Haw episode after episode. And the Lord just loves you with all his strength and his might. But you won't get much done. But he loves you. It's, it's not based on works, not by works of righteousness, which we've done. But according to his mercy, he has saved us. But we're created to do amazing things. We're sons. So the word chosen us, it, the word there uh, in uh, verse 4, he hath chosen us, is kind of peculiar. It doesn't mean just chosen. Okay, all of y'all over there, we choose you. The word literally in the Greek means to select by name. So if he made you before the foundation of the earth, he didn't name you, but, you know, it doesn't matter. He knows who we are. Kenneth Hagin, he was supposed to be named John, and his mother had an angel, or whoever it was, and said, I want you to name him John. She named him Kenneth. But he's John in heaven. Y'all ever think about that? So the word chosen us is to select us, to choose us by name. 
So it's not just y'all over there or the blood of Jesus just fixes all of us. It's an individual thing. And then the word in verse five, uh, having predestined us. I looked that up and it means to predetermine course. That means that. But it means to choose in advance. And so if you have an arranged marriage. Mom and daddy go. They go down to Publix one day and see somebody and said that that'd be good for Junior. That'd be good. And they come home and said, we picked her out. <laughs> That's prearranged. That's preordained. Well, we don't like that so much. Although we'd pro we couldn't do any worse than our system uh, as it is. But we, we, he always had it in mind. He always had you in mind. So where we're going with this is that he didn't choose based on what you and I did and how we ended up in the world and what our parents did or didn't do and our education and our sorry daddy or whatever, whatever. He predestined us. He ordained us in advance. And then unto the verse five says unto the adoption of children. So I looked that up. That's kind of a far, far word. And the word is not children there. It can be used as children, but the word is son. And the word means son's just the only thing we can understand. But the word means exceeding a son. So I don't know what that would be if that would be a special son like in England right now. Uh, William is the. He's a son, but he's the first son, and he's the king. He's a prince, but he's, you know, so he's first among equals, which is what Jesus is. He's the firstborn among many brethren. Well, that's what this is. We're all his favorites. Like, no, you can't do that. Favorite means you just, you know, somebody's not, so somebody can be. In God, we're all favorites. When he snuggles up with us, he literally can say and mean it and it's truth you're my very I like you better than anybody and this is what this is what the book says in Ephesians and then it says in verse 6 uh, to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved he hath made us accepted so what Jesus did made us accepted he did a legal thing he did a work whereby you can't go back. It's non-negotiable. And the word means bestowed upon. The word is what we talked about in prayer this evening, highly favored, highly favored. It's bestowed upon to be highly favored. So once again, these, these adverbs or ad adjectives or whatever these words are, are w far effusing more than just the English is able to bring. You know, they just hit the high spots in the English. But when you go to the Greek, you can get so much more out of it. And it tells a different story. It says he did a lot more than we thought, and he made us a lot more than we thought. Things are better than they seem, and they're the best we've ever heard. Amen. So I took all these definitions together, all these, uh, and I strung them together, and I, and I wrote it out. It says he has selected and chosen us together by, his own, by our own names in order to ordain in advance, to ordain us in advance to live and function as his own sons so that he can release on us 
his highest level of favor. He has selected and chosen us together by our own names in order to ordain us in advance to live and function as his own sons so he can release on this his highest level of favor. I just wanted to start with that tonight. Jesus, you're wonderful. Thank you for all you've done. It's more than we can even imagine. It's whatever you can get way out there. You're just a drama queen or you're Mr. Mr. Refuse. It's, it's more than what that could mean. Hallelujah. So uh, would you turn to 1 Corinthians, slip, go west to chapter or 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I want to talk about you tonight in the light of the word of God, in light of your assignment, in light of why are, am I here and why are these things happening to me and why do I feel the way I do about certain things and not feel the way I don't feel about other things. It says in chapter 12, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12, it says, uh, well, that's Romans. It will never, it will never work. Okay, 12, 12. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, meaning many, are one body, so also is Christ. So the parable is there. You can understand your own body. You can understand the family of God. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, doesn't matter. Whether we be bond or free, doesn't matter. And... Uh, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? So it doesn't really matter what you and I say or what we think or what we propose. It is what he says it is. Saying it's not doesn't make it not. And if the ear shall say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Um, I was supposed to read that out of the New Living. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would the smelling be? Let's, let's zoom up to verse 22. Uh, oh, I messed that up. Well, let's go to 23 then. And those members of the body, which we think, we think to be less honorable, and I have that circle less honorable, and I have in verse 21, I have the feet, and I have a line going from less honorable to the feet. Could be any part, but we all think our feet are the... No, nobody looks down and says, oh, there's John, <laughs> looking at their feet. It's, everybody's feet looks the same. Uh, I wish mine did. Hallelujah. Upon these we bestow much more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacketh. Okay, so what does that mean? It means that no matter who you are in the family, the Lord takes care of the honor business. So I could be up here and you could say, well, that's a place of honor. And, and in most, we would say whoever's behind the pulpit has a place of honor or, or whatever. Uh, and you go, well, what about me? I just came in, just got saved the other day. 
feel like a little earlobe or something. And the Lord said, I will make up the difference. So that gives us liberty to be who we are if the Lord is going to make up the difference and bring equal honor. Remember over there in, in, uh, in Philippians where he said to, to him who got much, he just had enough, and who, him who got little, he had plenty. Remember that where it talks about how we're distributed our supply? It's the same thing with honor. So then I don't have to be you because you, you got the hot dog place. You got the place, you're up here and you're preaching and everybody's going, oh, he's so wonderful or whatever they make up. And But I'm back here and I don't get to do that. It doesn't matter. That's not what it's at. Nobody is more important than any. We're just different. Like the feet and the hearing and the eyes were just different. And we'd say, well, the face is so important. And uh, the back of the knee, not so much. He said, I'll make up the difference. Now, you got to believe the word or you'll start competing. You'll compare and compete. Verse 25 says that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffereth, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ. Here it is. And members in particular. So the foundation of the world. He assigns you and he has no partiality. We're all just as in him. We're just so we don't want three arms and one leg, even though even though it'd be arms are good and we do a lot with them. And, and but we want we need everybody in our bodies and we need everybody in the body. And although we as people sometimes give honor to some parts more than others, singers, for instance, musicians, oh, they're just so wonderful and they they just do so good and. All those things, it doesn't matter. Find your place, get in your place. The anointing and the grace of God will come on that place and he will put you in the same place as anybody else in the body. So you don't have to compete and you don't have to compare. The Passion Version, verse 18 says, but God has carefully designed each member. So that's why we read Ephesians 1. He's carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as, listen, listen, as he desires. Oh, Jesus must be the head of the church. The head. Like, like this, the head that runs everything else. And uh, there are many differing parts and functions, but one body. So we have said since last year, I'm just now getting to this. Give yourself to what only you are specifically assigned to do. So I say to myself, Michael, give yourself to only what you are specifically designed to do. No, no more trying to get across the room on your earlobe. The legs will take you there. Don't be doing stuff that you can't do or you won't be in place to do what you are assigned to do. So give yourself to, to only what you're specifically assigned to do in order that you will do with mastery all you are commissioned to do. I know that's lengthy, 
but it's real detailed. Give yourself to only what you are specifically assigned to do. Give yourself only. So there's going to have to be some discretion there. We're used to just doing what's ever at hand to do. In our, in our families, in our quiet, everything. In order that you will do with mastery all that you are commissioned to do. Now that is the word, that is one of the words for 2023 for us. And he gave us lots of advance notice last year. And, and the word of the Lord for this, for us at River Church is that we will know what to do in 23. That's what we say. I, I know what to do. Really? By faith. Just as much as I'm healed, just as much as I'm supplied, I know what to do. When I get there, I will know what to do. No more jerky backs, no more. No more do-overs, no more. I will know what to do all the time. I don't know if y'all know how wonderful that is, but experientially, it's rich. Turn with me to Exodus. Oh my, Exodus. We gotta go to Exodus just for a minute. Genesis, Exodus in chapter 18. Now we read this Sunday, so we will fly through it. Chapter 18, verse 14. A little faster, please. <laughs> and it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood by Moses from the morning until the evening. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, he saw and he said, what is this thing that thou doest to the people? Now, you can put your own inflection in that, but you can imagine that uh, it might have been a little rough. Why sittest thou thyself alone? And this is King James. And all the people stand by thee from morning unto even. And so Moses explained. He said, because the people come unto me to inquire of God. When they have a matter, they come unto me and I judge between one and another. And I do make them know the statutes of God and his laws. And here it is in verse 17. And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, the thing that thou doest is not good. Now this directly applies to every one of us. Because the job was there to do. The need was there to be met. The people were needy. He was in charge. It just, it just hand in glove. It just fit. The uh, New Living said, <laughs> get this, New Living. This is not good, his father-in-law exclaimed. You're going to wear yourself out and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. Now, if we were all honest tonight, we would say, that's me. We would all say, I've taken on things that just, I'm just used to doing whatever's at hand to do, and I do it. But it keeps, here's the other side, it keeps me from just sitting down and relaxing and just wistfully being quiet. Because we got to get up and do the attaboys. We got to get up and giddy, giddy up. And so I go do things that are just sitting around to do. I'm talking about when I say I, I'm talking about all of us. And so we fill our lives with busyness. I'm getting where you don't get along with me so good if I call you and say, what are you doing? You say, I'm just busy. 
I don't like that because it means nothing. It's not even virtuous to be busy. But we'll leave that alone for another time. <laughs> the TEV says you are not doing this right. The NCV. Your guess is good as mine. You are not doing this right. You and the people who come to you will get too tired. This is too much, much work for you. You can't do it by yourself. So what did he tell him? What did Jethro tell him? This is called the Jethro principle. And it basically means do what only you can do, only what you should do, what you're assigned to do with mastery so that you'll be able to do everything God's called you to do. Now, I tell you, Moses had a full day after he just pulled off and did the part that he was doing because he had to teach all those boys everything that they did to take over his. And so we don't like to train people. We don't like to get people to take our place. And we, we you know, with sons, fathers are, are notorious for saying, it's just easier to do it myself than to, than to watch this thing going down. Oh, you know, and so they do. And so they don't have anything. 1 Corinthians 7.23 says this. Don't turn. Ye are bought with a price. Be ye not the servants of men. I'm bought with a price. Say it with me. I am bought with a price. I am not my own. Now, if you believe that, if you believe that, and we, we do, we believe that over here, but if we believe that here, then... We're taking orders all the time. We're taking assignments. We're, we're not on our own. We say access is not permission. Just because you can do whatever you want to doesn't mean you have permission to do whatever you want to. So I wrote down three things. It took me all day. Because I've, ne I've never heard this before. So three things that we got to do in 23. Do what you want with them. Number one, I have to decide who is qualified to sign off on my decisions. Is it Debran? I'm going to the store now. Is that okay? Yeah, I guess so, but be back by 10 o'clock. I need you to sweep out the garage or something. You got to decide who's qualified in your life to sign off on your decisions. You're bought with a price. You are not your own. Romans 10, 9 says, If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. So is he or isn't he? Well, yeah, but he doesn't care about that. I mean, he expects us to run around the world and get our, our washing and our cooking done and all that sort of stuff. Okay, we can't deal with you. If you think that way, this message is not for you. For sure, we talked about this evening that if we just had one Bible between all of us or more, that we would tear it up and we would pull out two or three pages together and we would pass it around. And the next time you came to church, which in those situations would probably be tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And when we got together, we would we would trade chapter one of first John for Galatians chapter two. And we would trade it and we'd take it home and we would memorize it and we'd write it down. It'd be precious. It'd be precious. 
So because we don't have that scarcity, they're everywhere, it seems like being common that it's not precious, but it is. It is. You could be put in a position where then you attached worth and value to it, but it's worth just as much right now. So uh, we don't sell out until we have a death warrant that says, sell out, or I'm going to blow your brains out. And then, then we make the decision. But really, that's what's going on every day. So this thing is kind of a, a life. If I was a life coach and I was going to tell you how to, how to set up your life, a foundation, and these are the pillars in your, in your foundation, this is one of the things we'd have to say is, who's the boss? Who's the boss? Because if you don't have a boss or if your boss is you or if your boss is your wife or husband or something, then we have a whole different set of regimens versus Jesus is Lord. Are we there? Okay. Number two, first of all, we're deciding who's qualified to sign out on all our decisions. Who, who, do we, who are we uh, affirming? Where I would just tell Deborah Ann, I'm going to be doing this today because the Lord told me to, and I, I'm just telling you I'm going to be doing this. I'm not signing off with her. I'm signing off with him, but I'm just telling her where I'm going to be. Number two is determine the assignment on your life. I mean, Lord of what? If you don't know what you're supposed to do with your life, then anything will do. One, one day of nothing is as good as the next. One day of just shooting the world is the same as the next. You don't, what difference does it make? As long as you have enough money to pay your bills according to whatever you want to live by. And yeah, that's pretty much it. You, you want to stay out of jail and you want to not have addictions. So you decide, you determine the assignment on your life. So how do you do that? How do you determine mastery or the, the assignment on your life? Well, it starts out pretty simple. You start finding stuff that you like to do. You're doing everything. When we first start out, we all just do everything. The word says, whatever you put your hand to do, do it with all your might and all your strength. So we just, we're just doing everything when we start out. But pretty soon, we catch ourselves liking to do this more than we like to do that. And if we can position ourselves, we end up trying to do that. Teaching children's church or singing or whatever we do in the kingdom, uh, going out witnessing the lost. But it becomes, a, it becomes a matter of priority. What does Matthew 6.33 say? Seek ye first. Seek ye first. So priorities are the mark of maturity. If every day is just like whatever, whatever, well, then you're not mature. You may get more done than people that are just after it. But, but you have no structure and you have no accountability. So what we have to do is we have to seek first the kingdom. Seek first, we set priorities. Are we good? We're, 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 we're asking the Lord, how can we have mastery over all that we do so that we will do, can do, all that he's assigned us to do? Because there is an assignment on your life. If he, if he loved you as a son and put great favor on you, there is no doubt he has a purpose. He, he doesn't, uh, one scripture says, let everything be done in decency and order. 
are decently in order. He's got a plan. Not knowing it doesn't mean he doesn't have one. He's got one. And the foundation of the earth thing kind of brings that out like he's had it a while. <laughs> in other words, he's, he's had a chance to think about it and make sure that's right and get everybody lined up and, and make sure everybody's born in the right generation. He, he's probably got it just like he wants it. He has set the members in the body severally as it has pleased him. So we're not here by accident. Oh, my. Now, see, you get to meddling when you get over on that. I probably will. So thirdly, what do you do after you start leaning into what you feel, what you enjoy? That would be what's the call on your life is at, at every level is that you would lean in what things soever you desire when you pray. You believe you receive them, you shall have them. So you start leaning into what you like to do. I, I've, I've always been, always I've been Let's just confess it. Uh, I, like, I like to minister. I like to disciple believers. That's what I like to do. And, but Pastor Avery, my dear friend, he'd, he'd rather have a bunch of heathens in a room. He just salivates. He just gets excited about the lost gathering up and him bringing them to Jesus. And I like that. I'm t I like that. But I'm... I've never been good at it. I've never known really what to do with it in the, in the way that he does. Uh, now, don't, don't say he doesn't know how to do that. I do know how to do that. And I'm very, in, I'm fixing to get into here in a place I can't get out of. But anyway, <laughs> what, I, what I enjoy, if they just said, pick two, I enjoy what we always call deeper life. How we navigate the earth. We got heaven. We got that nailed down. We are going to heaven. But what about the earth? What about this world? Well, I love to teach and to, to engage people about how to whoop the devil. And, uh, and that's what I like to do. That's my personal. So I just keep leaning that way until that's, that's what I do all the time. I, I can write books. I can do what I do. So I would say number three is to put your faith in it. You got to put your faith in it. If, if you're a prayer warrior, put your faith in it. We're all called to pray. We're all called to lead, to, uh, lead the lost. We're all called to be hospitable. We're all called to walk in grace. We're all called to give. So we're not talking about that. We're all called to do all of that. That's just who we are. But the assignment on your life is more than just what everybody's called to do because there's mastery required. No, there's no doubt if something blows up in your house, you go to the pages and you say, where is the name and number of the electrician or whatever you blew up, the plumbing or whatever. You go find someone with mastery. You don't call your husband at work. <laughs> just leave him alone. Make money where you're going to need it. <laughs> I'm calling him. <laughs> So uh, mastery. You go, well, you have to be old to do that. No, you don't. You don't have to be old to be a master in pottery or golf or tennis or, or anything. It's just that people don't lean in on recreational things. 
they lean in on stuff that they want to make a living at, and they go get master's degrees and doctorates and, and, uh, and, and become skilled artisans and whatever. But you've got to find out what you're called to do if you're going to do it with mastery. Well, maybe he just called you to be a jack of all trades and master of none. Well, then you'd fit almost all of the kingdom of God. Because they're just, they're, just, they're just swimming through life. Just like a pinball in an arcade. Just bing, 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 whatever comes, we react to it and just and ping off of that. But we're supposed to be in charge. We're the whole body of Christ. And he's put us, he said, he put us in the body severally as it has pleased him. So there's an assignment connotation there. The Colossians 3 says, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily, or do it by faith, as unto the Lord, and not unto men. They might not understand. I promise you none of my family did. Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive, oh my, the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. I serve the Lord Christ. So if I'm the kneecap, and, you know, Nobody swoons over a kneecap. I'm always asking Deborah Ann, how come girls have nice kneecaps? That, and boys, I look at them sometimes and they stick out this far and they're, well, you know what I'm talking about. It's like nobody says, let's have a kneecap contest and see who's doing good. So that's, a, that's, the, that's the foolish things or the least appreciated things. But he said, if you're a kneecap, doggone, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord, kneecap, ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance for ye serve the Lord Christ. I mean, I, I know these are silly things I'm saying, but I think you get the point that there's a, there's a bigger picture. And uh, I want to go back to that scripture in 1 Corinthians 12. In verse 18, but God hath carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. There are many differing parts and functions, but one body. Gosh, we, we got to work with each other. If someone gets a, uh, some sort of, uh, uh, I read about somebody the other day that their skin was so sensitive that they couldn't even lay on sheets or they couldn't. Uh, one disease was that water, water made their skin blister up. I mean, it's extremely rare and, you know, it's just like, well, but that's the whole body. We have to come to the rescue of each other and function in our place if we love the body. We can't all be singers. That's one reason I've opted out. You'll be glad to know. But we can't all be anything. We, we, we don't need everybody in the sound booth. That's true. So we, but we do need everybody at their place. Uh, Pam and Joey, they come early and they stay late. They open up for y'all. They open up. They come early, turn on the lights, make sure everything's right, so that when you and our, when our little darling selves walk in the door, we just assume, well, this is the way we left it when we left the other day. Not at all. 
And they come in and, and you go, well, that's kind of kneecappy. Yeah, thank God. Praise you, Jesus, for that gift, that that honor to that she's placed in the Lord's placed them in the body to do. And Joey's blowing off leaves all the time. He's emptying the trash, going out there. I mean, he, I'm not puffing them. I'm just saying, in case you didn't know, this is in operation. And we have Barry that, that looks up songs and digs stuff out of, out, of, out of retail places and gets the song that Deborah wants. And there's 72 different versions. And bless God, we want that one. Number Z72, we want that version. <laughs> He's smiling. <laughs> so we need you, but we need the kingdom needs us. And now the Lord is saying we've got to the place in the kingdom. If I'm right, I don't know. But if I'm right about what I think the Lord is doing in this day of 2023, it's time to fish or cut bait. I'd say it was time to to giddy up that that to whom much is given, much is required. And I would say that just because of our particular strata that we're not we're not distracted by this and we're not distracted by that we pretty much focus on these things but something's required of us to produce and so we all got to produce together we 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 gotta we can't just sit here and say isn't it swell isn't it sweet isn't it nice isn't river church this or that well we got to produce or we're going to be found wanting um I wrote down, it is right that we know what to do in 23. Would you agree yes. that it's right? It's like, oh, no, it's too hard. We can't know, we can't know what to do. Probably that wouldn't be true. Uh, I wrote also, it is right that we give ourselves to the mastery of our assignment in 2023. That we start looking for it, yielding to it, and training or acclimating or getting the graces that are required for whatever you're called to do, getting those graces in your life so that you can have mastery. They, they won't come from natural means. It'll be severally as it has pleased him. So we'll access those things. I'm going to read that one more time just because I, for some reason I have time left over. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it won't ever happen again. <laughs> Give yourself to only to only do what you are specifically assigned to do. Give yourself to what only you are specifically assigned to do. Now, that doesn't mean that if there's a piece of paper in the floor and you're called to children's church, you can't pick up that paper. And I mean, don't we don't want to get weird on this. We're talking about what occupies the the place of our heart where we are leaning towards and the Lord's ministering to us. It, it doesn't mean that you can't blow out the parking lot or whatever. You know that. Give yourself to only what you are specifically assigned to do in order that, why, you will do with mastery all you are commissioned to do. I'm commissioned. You're commissioned. We are commissioned. And the unique thing is, is, is the pastor does not hand out little cards and say, here's what you're going to be doing. It's totally up to us. We have to discover it. And you have to meet it with conviction. You have to meet it with, with no guilt and say, well, I, I'm, I just, we had a girl in Seminole 
Becky Gann. That girl could clean. She, I mean, she, that girl was good. She, and she made it happen just like that, and she loved it. And so, of course, she was our head everything in that department. But one day she decided she wanted, this won't go to her, will it? One day she decided she wanted to sing. Well, she didn't sing any better than I did. But anyway, it wasn't her call. But she saw the marvelous and wonderful singers that we had. And she said, I want to be like them. Cleaning is so kneecap. And so it took a while for us to climb her down or to talk her down, so to speak, off the ledge because she was so gifted. It'd be better if we all appreciated all the little things, the, the uh, uncelebrated parts. It'd be better if we did. But the Lord told Debbie years ago when we were, I guess we were complaining about something that wasn't happening as pastors. I had a friend in South Carolina and I went to see him and I minister for him. And he said, oh, yeah, last week was Pastor Appreciation Day. And they gave us $17,000 and a new car. I'd never heard of that. I mean, you could have told me he flew to the moon over the weekend and came back. I wouldn't have believed it anymore. And so we came back and something like that did not happen. So I, I, I'm ashamed to say, but that was way back ago, this long time ago. So I guess we were complaining to the Lord. I probably was. Because this, this guy didn't know any more than me. He, he, he. And the Lord said to us, I am your reward for pastoring. And I've never had anything so settled in my life as that. You could have called me Johnny and I would have answered compared to that. And so it's answered everything. So you have to do that too. You have to say, the Lord is my reward for children's church or for picking up the homeless or the ones that don't have a car, picking up, bringing them to church. We've had that to happen a bunch. Uh, other things that nobody even knows about. They just, people just show up and nobody knows somebody went and got them early, brought them, put up with them. He's our reward for pastoring. He's our reward for serving. He's our reward. He is our father that gives us much favor. And that's all I'm going to say about that. box of chocolates. It's a good word. And if you can handle it, I'd say fire up and blast off. If you can't handle it, if it's like, ah, it'll be fine. The Lord loves you just as much as if he didn't, if you don't do anything. Almost no Christians that I can see find their assignment because they're so disenchanted or disheartened by the low state that it seems to be. They all want to be flaming evangelists that are known around the world and write books. And it's, there's just a few of them, kind of like the NBA basketball players. It's just, it's less than one half of 1% of all people that apply to the NBA that get to do anything. Yeah, it's nobody. So here we are. So Lord, we just thank you tonight. We lift our hands before you and thank you for the good gift that before the foundation of the world, you have bestowed in and on each of us. 
and we present it back to you in honor. We take mastery over that gift. We call it precious and worthy. Lord, we don't want anything else. Anything you give us, yay. But Lord, we are satisfied with who we are in you. And you are pleased. You are pleased with us. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. It is, it's enough in Jesus' name. Remember that thing that we said last year? Gratitude makes what you have enough. That works here too. Amen.